by our kids making those mistakes, they're leading us. They're right. helping guide us. They're helping turn us into the parent, into the leader, into the entrepreneur that we need to be in the same way that we're trying to turn them into the kid, parent, adult, employee that they need to be. Learn from every mistake, whether it's someone else's or yours. Yep, absolutely. Welcome to Access Points, the podcast where we discuss the tools, habits, and ideas that can help you achieve and maintain the leadership mindset so you can reach peak performance. Are you ready for your all-access pass to some of the top minds on the topic of leadership? Let's get started. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Access Points Podcast. My name is Davin Marceau, the Chief Operating Officer with Access eForms, and I'm here today, as always, with our owner and CEO, Mr. Tim Elliott. How you doing, bud? It's a beautiful morning. It is a beautiful Monday morning. Just to see your face makes it beautiful. <laughs> I'll tell you what. And it was an interesting weekend, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting weekend, <laughs> really, for everyone, but especially you. Yeah, you know, and for our listeners, moving into a new home, bought it a couple of weeks ago, and it's, uh, it's on some land. And uh, going back to those Montana roots a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> and so getting everything moved in. And one of the purchases that we decided to make was uh, was a dirt bike. <laughs> well, you, you have to, right? <laughs> you really have to, right? There's, there's things that you have to have, right? I had to buy a, a big old zero turn uh, lawnmower slash tractor. Which may be the pride of your existence at the moment. <sighs> Man, you know, and that's the thing about when you, when you get older, look, we're, we're guys, we're boys at heart and we like toys. It just kind of defines us. Right. And, uh, you know, whether they're dirt bikes, whether they're motorcycles or fast cars or whatever, I, I knew that I turned a corner in my life when I was most excited about the delivery of a zero turn lawnmower. Yeah. So this is a plug for the website now, which I believe is up. It's accesspointspodcast.com. And that's where you go to see a lot of what we look like, which may be scary to some of you, but just go to the one where you see Davin and picture a straw 10 gallon hat with shorts on, with some uh, old beat around boots on, with uh, maybe a cut off t-shirt. And that's what the Marceau Ranch looks like on a zero turn mower. You know, you know, what's funny is I really was, and I was wearing muck boots. Of course you are. <laughs> and I was wearing them without socks and I got a blister. <laughs> <laughs> so... That may just may have made my day. Right. And, and so just let's level set of, of any kind of toughness, right. That you may see in that picture. Like I was, I was most worried about a blister that I got from wearing <laughs> buck boots without socks <laughs> while riding my, my fancy new zero turn lawnmower. This is where we are in life. Hey, take the good with the bad. Absolutely. <laughs> but going back to this motorcycle, yeah. so bought it really nice motorcycle. But the problem is my oldest Peyton had never in a motorcycle before. And uh, this thing is very much clutch based and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty powerful bike. Yeah. And do you want to describe Peyton? Are you going to describe Peyton? Yeah, it's, it's probably a good point. He's almost six, five, about 265 pounds. He's a junior defensive end for the football team. Pretty good football player. You know, and so like part of our focus is you know, getting him set up to play, hopefully D1, D1 college football. <laughs> and, right. and he's, I love the kid. You know, I raised him by myself for a long time. There's a really cool backstory to, right. to a lot of this. And uh, as big and as strong as he is, he's equally as dumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to talk about heredity here or... Hey, yeah, that, that apple didn't DNA fall far from, or anything. from the tree yeah. or the stump or whatever it is you want to call it. <laughs> um, but he, he, he really is a good kid, but he is me in a lot of ways. And when I was young, you know, still people would argue that I'm a little bit reckless and dumb and rough around the edges to this day. And I, I don't have a whole lot of counterpoints to that, but he's, he's a lot like me, right? right. Like... You see something, you want to do it, consequences be darned. Like we're going to, we're going to go ahead and get this done. Right. And I'm in the garage and we're setting up basically the workout area in the garage. And I go inside and Lisa comes in and she's like, Peyton hit a tree on the motorcycle. <laughs> and, 
instantly 500 images go through your mind, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, when you say into the tree, you're thinking through it, above it, in it. Right. And I wonder what it. tree, you know, we're talking the better part of 25 acres here. And I'm like, was it an oak? Was it a, <laughs> what tree was it? How fast was he going? You know, all these things start running through my head <laughs> in, in walks Peyton and he's in shorts and a cutoff shirt from his football lesson with no helmet, <laughs> which is perfect. You know, motocross riding. A, you know, oh gear, yeah. yeah. Especially if you've never done it before, like just go full moron if you're going to do it. I think that's the best part. And uh, he's standing there. And of course he's more than anything else. He's pretty embarrassed. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's, you can see this clear burn on his leg from the, from the muffler and his, his arms are a little bit skinned up. Cause he, what happened was he clipped the tree and went over the handlebars and just basically yard sailed himself across the grass. <laughs> So he's, you know, he's pretty dinged up, but I do a visual inspection and I see that he's really not injured. And then I just get mad, yeah. like proper, proper dad, angry, dad you know, mad. Be yeah. because I see that he's okay. And of course, like on the inside, I asked him if he was okay, but I didn't. Right. right? Because why, why, why do why, the, why, why do the kind thing? <laughs> why, bring right? why bring it down when you can spool it up? Right. So I just lightened him right, right? in, in true dad fashion. And end up taking him to the, to the ER to get looked at. And he was perfectly fine. But, you know, looking back, there were some things that I could have handled a little bit differently in the moment, right? Because we tend to, as parents, respond and let emotions manifest as other emotions, right? Like, right. I was obviously concerned. I was mad. I was worried about the bike. I was worried, you know, about the tree. And then, like, a couple, you know, tears down. I was worried about Peyton, you know? Right. So, really, I think a good topic is we were deciding what we we're going to talk about today. And you know, it's lessons that we learned or mistakes that we make as parents that make us better leaders and better business people. And I know you've got a lot of experience in that area. A little bit. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that, Tim. That sounds great. From rocking on cedar trees directly to the professional aspects of being a dad. <laughs> and, and what's funny is those, those concepts aren't as far removed from each other as, as you would think. Oh, it's, it's a perfect correlation between the two. And it's a perfect topic for today. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's go into it. Let's talk about it. Give me a story. Give, oh, give, give wow. me something that happened that you should have done better and, and how that ties into you being a better leader. Well, you also have to understand that we were on, we're on two different spectrums when it comes mm -hmm. to dads, right? You're, you're talking about your 6'5", 265 son, and I had two daughters. You know, the first thing as a dad, and, and I remember when I was a son, is, you know, when he walked around the corner and you saw that, you know, he didn't seemed to have a concussion there were no bones sticking out or you know the first thing you thought probably in your head was you laughed a little bit on the inside for at least two three seconds and then the anger came out of what could have happened right and i, I think for me when kids do things that aren't always the smartest thing as a parent it, it's weird when you're the person doing it when you're the kid doing it or even before you have kids you know you just think of the moment of the situation, but when you become a parent, it changes and you think of what could have happened. So I'm guessing what angered you most was not just the stupidity of what he did, but it's the release of everything that could have happened to mm -hmm. you, of, to him in your mind. You know, it's almost like when someone passes, you have to grieve to get that out. It's almost like as a parent, you have to get that out of what could have happened. And so it's hard to hold that in and you have to release that. And so many times with our children, that comes in the form of a stern talking to, a grounding, a yelling, you know, whatever, of this is what could have happened. And, and it's strange as a parent, and when you're a kid, you don't get it. But, you know, as a parent, 
you're basically saying, I love you so much that if this would have happened to you, I would have been devastated. And so that's really what makes you angry. I mean, the stupidity of what they did is, is that right? Especially for a boy, man, if, if you don't wind up in the ER as a, as a young man, at some point in time, you haven't done it right. Mm-hmm. So those things happen, but you know, with daughters, it was a different game. Not that they make any better decisions, but they're different decisions, right? I know my two never rode a motorcycle into a tree, but likely did some of the same crazy things that girls do. And when that happens, you have to react in a way with girls, especially that you don't shut them down because that can happen really quick. Once again, I'm just talking about my experience, Mm -hmm. you know, listeners, I'm not trying to tell you there's men and women are so different. I'm just telling you my experience is that they can shut down very quickly. So what I would have to do is, is really put myself to the side and get angry in another room. And I was never a yeller, screamer, thrower physically, emotionally. Yes, probably. And have to come back to the situation with a little bit of a level head. Because the first thing is, you know, especially my two girls, they were scared as I was. And so to be able to help calm them down and let them know that it's okay. And then to hear the story again and again, which is important for them to tell the story again and again. The only time that was really difficult is when that story would change over a period of time. (laughs) As it tends to do. Yeah. It it seemed pretty tame at at the beginning, but the more they tell it and the more that things come together, the more complex and really difficult and bad the situation really was. And that's what's hard is when you're that parent is to listen to that and not just go crazy over that. Because, you know, once again, that you know, they're hurt, they're scared, and they're wanting to put the best spin on it. And then as it comes out longer and longer, and the more they tell it, the deeper it goes. And that's what gets really, really difficult is to be patient enough to hear the whole thing out, find out what really happened, dissect it, investigate it, and then come up with an approach. Well, it's the idea that mistakes don't get better with time, right? No, and you- Bad news doesn't get better with time. And you're good about about that with me is, hey, bus, got some news that's not so great. You know, bad news doesn't get better with time. Here it is what it is. Great, I can deal with that. But especially in, in my situation, it never got better as the story went on. It always got worse, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think one of those reflective moments that we have to have as parents, and I think as business leaders in that moment is what kind of environment, what kind of relationship are we fostering? Right. And, you know, looking back on that situation with Peyton last night is, had I been a little bit more receptive to what happened, right? Had I not let the fear for what could have happened manifest his anger and, you know, let him kind of tell his story and ask him if he was okay, I would have gotten a better reaction out of him. And I would have fostered an environment for future mistakes where he wouldn't cover it up, like stand the bike up, fix the handlebars, roll it back in, right. you know, put some pants on so dad can't see the scrapes on, on my leg and, and move forward. Right. It's that concept that I, that it doesn't get better with time. And again, over on the business side of things as well is, is, as leaders, are we receptive enough to listen to the mistake that happened? If customer issue, for example, you know, are, are we going to hear them out and hear their explanation and, you know, their contrition, or are we going to let them say one or two sentences? And then are we going to get upset and get and and react in a way that the next time this happens, they're just might not say anything. Right. Right. And they're willing to absorb the consequences of not saying anything over the, the verbal or whatever tirade that we may go on as a result of them having the courage to come forward and tell us. Right. Think about this. Whenever, when, whenever, uh, sorry, I'm just picturing him coming around the corner (laughs) when he came around the corner (laughs) 
uh, you have you have to see Peyton, Peyton, and you have to know this kid. So when he comes around the corner and you see him, and first of all, you see this okay, and think about what is the very first thing you ask him? Uh, yeah, I think I said, because he came in, he's like, I think I broke my hand, I think right. is what he told me. Right. And I believe the first words out of my mouth were, how are you gonna play football? <laughs> Oh yeah, of course they were. Of course they were. So it's not what, not what I thought you would have asked. I thought you would ask what happened. So we kind of ruined my point here, but if you would have asked, which was always my first question, but evidently it wasn't yours. You know, the first thing we ask is what happened, right? What, What just happened? Once we know they're okay, what happened? And then they begin to tell the story, right? And my lead into that. And the reason I asked that, if that's what you said was, you know, as, as business leaders, when something happens, one of the first things, what, what, what happened, what's going on. And I know as the, the CEO, the entrepreneur, the, the business leader at our company is that I can only work through things when I know what really happened. And so at that point in time, I know when something goes down that my number one task is to get to the bottom of what really happened. I can't fix something. I can't change something. I can't learn from something until I have all the facts. And then just like I was talking about with my daughters, you know, when I really find out what really took place, now I can dive into how do we work through this? But until that happens, I really don't have anywhere to go because I'm working off could be's and did they's and, and you, you've experienced this with me. I'm like, Hey, well, let's find out what happened. Cause mm-hmm. I, right now this feels like this, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold out judgment until we find out. We had a case not two weeks ago with that very same thing. And yeah, I'm going to hold out judgment until I find out what really happened. Come to find out it wasn't what I thought it was. Thank goodness. And so my reaction was a little different than it was at the beginning when I assumed something. So when when something happens, we have to get all the information. And we try to get the bottom of what really happened. Because until we really know what happened, we don't know what to do next. Because we can't work with half-truths or, no, he's just half-truths. But we can't work with just snippets. Mm-hmm. Because those snippets of what's being told to us don't really paint the whole picture. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think as parents and as leaders, it's on us to understand the long-term implications to those kind of things, right? If you think back to yesterday and I did, you know, after, you know, I'm like, you know, how are you going to be able to play? And we, and we did start to talk about what happened. He was, you know, started giving excuses about, you know, this and that. And I'm like, well, you know, we talk about him hitting the tree and what we didn't talk about was about 30 feet beyond that tree was an iron cattle fence. Right. And he, he was, he had full whiskey throttle on that thing. So he was, he was accelerating that motorcycle as fast as he could when he clipped that tree. None, none of us have done that before. him. Oh yeah. And, and I told him this morning, he and I were talking, I'm like, you know, I told him the story when I was, I think I was 12 when I did the yeah, exact same exactly. thing. We all have. Right. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's learning to ride a motorcycle goes through those same, those same right. kind of things. But you know, he was focused on the fact that he hit a tree and very focused on that moment. I wanted to get on a bike. I wanted to learn to ride this thing. It's cool. I take off, I hit a tree, right? A clip a tree and then yard sale over the top of the handlebars. I'm thinking of, if you would have missed that tree, you would have hit an iron fence and we're having a completely different conversation. Honestly, if we're even having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of us, what we have to focus on in leaders as well too, is in the waning moments of those mistakes, right? is the employees oftentimes worried about the self-preservation and the short-term implication of what it was that happened. And we are seeing this really could have been the long-term ramification of it. And so how do we help them work through that and understand that mistakes don't define us, but get them past that short-term, well, here's what happened. 
And then here's what could have happened and have that good growth conversation with them as well. It, it goes back to, you know, what we have to do professionally is coach. We can't parent, right? We have to coach. And so in that coachable moment, what we call them is, okay, let's lay out what took place and let's lay out what the reaction was and let's talk about what we could have done different. And so we talked through that. And at the end, you allowed them to tell you what they would have done different. And then you're able to coach them on, okay, well, let's talk through that. What would have happened if they would have done this? What would have happened if you would have gotten this email? What would have happened if this took place? And that begins to build a bigger picture of the iron fence, okay? Mm -hmm. And not just the tree. Hey, we're fortunate that it was a cedar tree and it wasn't the iron fence. And here's a coachable moment of here's why we don't do that or here's what we would have done different. And bringing it back to home, what I had to go through is how do I, and you said this, how do I look 10 years ahead, five years ahead and say, how can I make this a coachable moment so that in five, 10 years, they'll remember this day and it will be something that it helps them with another decision they're going to make. And they do it out of logic and thought and not fear. You know, especially as a kid, we've all done things that our parents reacted one way. And when we think back at that moment, it was the punishment. We remember what got us there, but we don't learn how to do things different or better, right? It's the coaching that happens in my case before I got the belt on my butt, or it was the coaching after I got the belt on my butt that I remember. Now, don't get me wrong. I remember the belt, but it was those coachable things before or after that stick with me of the why. Here's why this is important. Here's why I'm upset. Here's why we have these rules. Here's why that I give you these boundaries and building those boundaries at home with your kids. And when they outstep those boundaries or go beyond those boundaries is how do we coach back to saying the boundaries and why it's important we do that. So you get those moments where we go into a cedar tree and we talk about boundaries and we talk about why we have to make better decisions and why you've told them, Hey, you know, when I tell you not to ride the motorcycle, this is why. Cause you haven't ever, it's not because I don't love you. And it's not because I don't ever want you to ride a motorcycle, not because it's a new motorcycle and I don't trust you. It's dude, you've never done this before. So there's a path we go through to figure this out. So a very coachable moment of, Hey, when we talk about this and I tell you, this is important, this is why. Well, and it's a good point for us as leaders and as parents too, is don't make it about the motorcycle in the tree. Right. Don't make it about in an isolated vacuum, that customer issue, right? Make it about the boundaries, make it about the backstop, make it about, look, it's bad that we hit this, but thank goodness we didn't hit the iron fence behind it. Right. And, and that that's applicable to business and that's applicable to parenting as well. Right. And then having the patience also, I think Tim too, is, is to allow them to fail, right? Like, look, he's my child. We talked about that in the beginning and he's going to do dumb stuff. And the patience and understanding the balance of a parent is allowing them to make those kind of mistakes, but also wanting to, you know, nerf them in a little bit because like he could have really, really gotten hurt there. And so, you know, that's another interesting element in all of this is allowing them to make the mistake and not making it about a tree and a motorcycle, making it about the ability for them and the, and us having the patience to allow them to make those kind of mistakes and not think that it defines them. It doesn't make you an idiot. It was an idiotic thing to do. It doesn't make you an idiot. It just makes you a kid that's trying to grow. It makes right. you an employee who did the right, maybe the wrong thing in the moment, but with altruism behind it. So it doesn't make you a bad employee. It doesn't make you stupid. It just makes your decision less than desirable. I remember when it was probably, gosh, four or five years ago, 
my youngest, we were having a conversation. We were up in a room and, and we were sitting on the bed and it was, it was really interesting because we were talking about these very similar things. And I was telling us that, listen, you're going to make mistakes and I have to be not okay with them, but I have to know that it's going to happen. Right. And mistakes and learning from those mistakes is what builds wisdom. And we've talked about on the podcast, the difference between knowledge and wisdom is experience. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing for me to tell you, you know, Hey, if you do this and you do that, this is going to happen. And that's knowledge. But until you do it and you see that that really does hurt or whatever the case might be, then that's when you gain wisdom from experience. And, you know, I would tell her there's, there's only a couple things here that are what I call over the cliff things. I can pull you back and we can learn from certain things, but there's a couple of things that you go over the cliff and I can't pull you back. And so as a parent, we have to set, these are non-negotiables and these are things that will, will scar you, you know, for the rest of your life. If you go down this road, all the other roads, you know, I can come pick you up and we can pull back from that. And, and it's really no different in the professional side. There's things that we have to terminate employees over. And we talk about that. They're in our handbook, right? Of, hey, listen, these are things that, well, if you do this and you go over the edge of the cliff, I can't pull you back from, I can't coach you out of this. And then there's some things where, you know, you have to make a call. You have to sometimes in the moment, you have to make a decision. And people don't always make the best decisions. And that's okay. As long as you are trying to make the right decision, I can come in and coach you and help you where next time it's not the same issue. And you won't make that mistake again because you just experienced something. Now you have wisdom and now you know different. Well, and that sword cuts both ways. The same thing that we want our, our kids and our employees to learn, we're figuring out the same thing in the process as well. I'd imagine you're a different dad now than you were when the girls were one and two. Or one oh yeah. Three, oh right? yeah. You know, we learn as leaders through experience. And again, we gain wisdom the same way that we gain wisdom as a parent, the same way our children gain wisdom. It's by going through those incredible, incredibly challenging experiences. And like, look at our employee handbook. You talked about that. There's some fireable offenses. There's some guidance and some new boundaries in there that we didn't have two or three years ago. Right. And why? Right. Because we walked that path, because we went through that experience and, and learned the hard way that this is a cliff, right? right? And as parents, you can't look out and, and predict every cliff that's out there. Sometimes you learn about a bigger cliff by falling over a small one and, and living your way through it, right? And growing your way through it. And so, you know, it's important to note that that, that sword cuts both ways. Think about this is how many times I, I know that as I was growing up as an entrepreneur, how many times I would read a book or watch some professional video about something in there. You should never have to fire anyone. So you should be able to coach them up and you should be able to train them and everybody has intent good and you should never fire someone. And then you go through and you hang on to people for three years and you finally let them go. And everybody that's around said, man, we've been waiting two years for that. This person never tried. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then there's the other times where you let somebody go too quick. And you find out later that, you know, they were probably a pretty valuable employee and you probably made a split decision and made a, a decision on the fly and probably wasn't the best decision. So the reality is here's two different people telling you two different things. One, as soon as they mess up, get rid of them. You have somebody over here that's saying, you know, you should hang on to them and never fire them because it's really your fault if you ever have to fire them. The reality is there's somewhere in the middle that you have to figure out. But the thing is, there's nobody that can tell you what that is. You have to learn it yourself. And I can tell you, I can put a manual together. I can write a book. 
I can tell you what to look, what to look for, but man, it's a complex, very complex theory on how to do all this stuff. And until you have been through both sides of it, you don't really understand and don't really get it. I still work, still working through it. <laughs> Absolutely. And the majority of that playbook is written not by positives and celebrations. It's written by the mistakes that we make. It's experience and learning the wisdom of, man, I messed that up. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything harder in the world than being a parent, right? Yeah, I agree. Because you've never done it. There's no book on how to do it right. You know, there's guidelines. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is until you're in it, you know, you don't really understand. The toughest thing for me, and you're learning this, is what are the ramifications for this when they're 22, 25 of what I'm about to do now, right? Because the real lesson in a relationship with your child and how they become a man or a woman um, is really determined by what you're about to do and say. Because if you're too hard and you're ruthless, then you won't have a relationship with their 24 or 25. I mean, of all people, you know that, right? Right. Or if I'm too easy, they're going to wind up being soft and not ever becoming an adult. And they're going to want to live in my house the rest of their life. Wow. There's somewhere in the middle there that's supposed to work. And how do I find that? And it's tough. It really is. And there's a lot of veins in the leadership that way as well, too. Right? Like the yep. balance of, of being a leader. And you talk about in terms of you know difficult things in your life. I think parenting, being a good spouse, and then being an effective leader of an organization where people's livelihoods depend on the decisions that you make isn't far behind that. Right. 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 And I think that same balance, it, it, it's the same struggle in learning to be a good leader too. Are you, are you going to be too hard? Are you going to be too firm? Because then again, mistakes are going to be hidden from you. Things are going to be hidden from you. People are going to find you unapproachable and there are going to be some things that happen that you don't know about. So you talk about, you know, overall knowledge and wisdom for your company is not going to be there. Or on the other side, are you going to be that soft leader who never fires anybody and drags an entire organization down because you don't have the backbone needed to get rid of the people that shouldn't be there in order to preserve and protect uh, the organization and the people that deserve to be there. So with all that being said, what are the takeaways? I think the the takeaways are, (laughs) ask him if he's okay before worrying about football. (laughs) You know, I I think really the overall takeaways, it's a learning process, right? And allow your people and your kids to make mistakes and allow them and give them the grace to approach you in the aftermath of that mistake. Because I think that's where the growth happens. Right. Listen to what it is that they had to say, listen to their side of the story and then help them grow from it and and let them know that the mistakes that they made in that moment don't define who they are as people, as kids, as employees, and then keep trying to grow along alongside of them and don't pretend that you have all of the answers. Right. Right. And, and something you said was really important is, is have that grace with them because one day you'll need that grace back because you know, how many times did we look back and go, man, my parents really screwed this up and they screwed me up this way or screwed, you know, the reality they didn't, I mean, they were doing the best they could and you're doing the best you can and you're, you're going to need that grace from them one day. And it's the same way with, you know, our teammates and our employees is, you know, I, I'm not perfect and they're going to see my mistakes and they're going to see me mess up. And I need that grace from them too. We just have to be able to say, Hey, we're in this together. Let's learn from it. And it goes back to something you said, you know, if they mess up, as long as we learn from this and we become smarter and better from it. Great. I hate that you messed up your hand. I hate that you messed up the motorcycle. I hate that the trees now <laughs> looks like it does, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, what a memorable thing and how many wisdom lessons can we get out of this? 
And it's the same way at work. You know, how many wisdom lessons can we make of this? What can we do to make this a real positive? In ways, it's it's allowing your employees and allowing your kids to lead you and to guide you in some yeah, regard. Right. Right. And, you know, and, and how many times were Peyton talking about my back surgery, right? Like, dad, don't deadlift that much anymore. You're not supposed to do that. Dad, don't eat that gluten. It's bad for you, right? The employees, hey, let's not handle this customer issue this way. Let's handle it that way. So, you know, I think that's kind of the last point is in a lot of what it is that we're doing is by our kids making those mistakes, they're leading us. They're helping guide us. They're helping turn us into the parent, into the leader, into the entrepreneur that we need to be in the same way that we're trying to turn them into the kid, parent, adult, employee that they need to be. Learn from every mistake, whether it's someone else's or yours. Yep, absolutely. And I have one request. (laughs) Let's hear it. I want a picture of Peyton by the cedar tree. (laughs) just with his hand held up, like just this moment in time so that he remembers that. And, you know, I really want to see that. Uh, And there's a lot you can do with that. Can I put him in the, in the same torn cutoff shirt from him hitting the tree? I was actually going to ask that, but I thought it might sound inappropriate. Oh man, That would be great. And and the the burn mark on the leg, the whole bit, because one day he's going to tell his kids about that day and you've got to have a picture from it. Right. Oh yeah. Because he's going to tell about what he learned. Well, then it's going to be a way sexier story too. You it's know, going to like, be 10 like times he, better. Yeah. Like he was fighting a grizzly bear. There was a grizzly bear in the backyard and he had to ride the motorcycle oh, to it or something. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. A, we're having this conversation on a Monday by next Monday. It's going to be way better. Yep. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. We need to find if what story he tells his friends. That's what's going to be good. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get this thing wrapped up. All right. Sounds good. No hitting trees today. None today. Hey, for our listeners, as always, connect with us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Give us a like, give us a thumbs up, give us a tweet. Check out our new website at accessefm.com and check out all the cool offerings we have there. Tim, appreciate your time. No hitting trees. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening.